You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey everyone, welcome to episode 13 of That's Awesome Pod. I'm Joe, I'm here with Josh. Josh, how you doing today? Good. Good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, What you been up to this week? Same as usual, not much. Nothing. Yeah, it looks like there's a change of scenery behind you, though, because usually, yeah, different. There's a drum set and there's guitar. Yes, I. And there's I got a little chair. Bear paws on the fridge or something. Is that what that is? (laughs) Yeah, there's uh, yeah, those are from I was in like fifth grade. Oh, you still got them hung up there? I guess so. Just make you feel good about yourself every now and then. Yeah. Great. Um, have you been playing with a band or something, or is that just your shit? No, it's just my stuff. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, I like the new setting. Um, Thanks. I've been uh, busy as hell, like more busy than usual, just like all day recording little projects for different people. Um. And watching hockey all day. It's actually been great because I have two monitors. I got my work monitor and the one off to the side that's just been playing hockey like 24-7. So it's been a pretty great week. Staying busy, writing music, watching hockey. Um, Let's see. Any housekeeping stuff we have to do today? I don't think so. Uh, Again, just a reminder, rate, subscribe, write a review, all that stuff. Um if you would like to donate to the pod or my guests, you can do so at paypal.me slash that's awesome pod. Uh, I think we'll probably end up taking that link down soon. So, um, yeah, well, we'll announce some new changes in the future. Um, we'll also be announcing, I'd like to figure out the actual launch of it, but we're going to have some announcements regarding like engagement with listeners and stuff like that coming soon too. I, I imagine hopefully in the next week. Um, so keep your ears open for that this week. Uh, this was an interview we did probably like three or four weeks ago, um, with Tyler from the band afterlife, uh, who I toured with on my first tour ever with ice nine. Um, it's good to catch up. We don't get to see each other a lot, even though, uh, I discovered that he lives very close to where I am now. So hopefully we'll see each other more in the future. Uh, but it was good to catch up here with the band's been up to, Definitely recommend checking them out. Um, Josh, anything that we need to add to this week? No, anything important? I don't think so. Okay, cool. All right, so yeah, we won't waste any more time then. Let's just dive right in. I didn't know what I was getting into. We were living. 
matter to you And as the time went on I should have seen all of the signs That something was wrong But it was too good to be true So I just sat there and thought What would I do without you? What would I do without you? Drag me through hell for so long I thought I needed you But I fell out the hard way I fell out the hard way Come and go like seasons But you never seem to change Yeah, I think the hurt is fading But I can't forget your name It cuts me up like daggers Every time I think I'm wrong Cause the hardest part of Get this all set up. There he is. Look at your handsome face. <laughs> all righty, Joe. What's up, bro? Not too much, man. How are you? I am good. This is Josh. Uh, hello, Josh. Hey, nice to meet you. Um, how are you, man? man? I'm good, man. It's it's been an eventful time to live here in California, dude. And it's so weird that I like I know that when we played. Long, long time ago, May of last year in LA, you were at the show, but I didn't know you lived here. Yeah, I didn't move to LA until about December of 2019. So when oh, I came okay. to that show, I was still planning on, I was still working out my move to come here. So you're, you just got here in January. Yeah. And I got, yeah, December, you said. I got here in April. It's nice. You, I mean, this year has been pretty odd. Yeah. But- it's weird. It, I was saying this to like pretty much everyone I've – well, a lot of the people I've interviewed on the podcast have been from L.A. And it just sucks that like all these people are my friends and I just can't really easily just go and hang out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like moving here to where everyone else lives and I can't even like see people. But I was telling that to uh, – I was talking to Sugarman and I was like, dude, like we should definitely get together or something. And he's like, yeah, we live in the same place. My friend uh, – just moved to Echo Echo Park. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, I'm not able to even hang out with any of them. Is is the audio sound fine? With it's it's good. Yeah, yeah, that's, okay. that's fine. Yeah, totally. For some reason, I'm getting I'm getting a weird thing on mine, but are uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I think it's just my headphones, but it's all fine. Okay, yeah, it sounds fine to me. So if it's not bothering you, then whatever. Not too good. Um, well, cool, dude. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, we do a the way that these have kind of gone and everything's like super casual and everything. By the way, I'm already recording. I just kind of chop it up. Um, sure. The way that we've kind of done it is it's very casual. Um, I kind of know a little bit about the history of your band because I remember you kind of talking about your involvement with it, but I don't really know the full story. I should, I guess, yeah. I should start by saying um, the very first tour I did with Ice Nine, you guys were on yeah um and so and to be honest with you uh, i i was not familiar with your band before seeing you guys like day one um yeah and because i honestly wasn't familiar with anything (laughs) i mean which which is like fine because we didn't we only really existed to the public like early that year when we put out our first actual record like we had an ep before that but like I don't want to even say mainstream, but like a larger platform just that year. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, I, I loved uh, that tour, and I've said this recently was 
I think still the most fun I've had on tour with Ice Nine because it was great. It dude, was, I don't know what it was about it was that fun. tour. There was just like such like camaraderie, <laughs> you know, and yeah. like all the bands were just hanging out all the time, and it was just a blast. I I had such a good time on that tour. It was really good, and I think that uh, on the I did a podcast a, a few weeks ago, and the question came up about touring and stuff like that, and I was like, that was like our first real look at like a really good tour dude it was my first look at like a really good tour too <laughs> it was nuts <laughs> it was just like i remember like the first day oh it's sold out second day oh it's sold out third day oh it's sold out i was yeah, like holy that shit was pretty wild. i could absolutely get used to this yeah that was fun um but look i, I was hoping like i know that this was it, this afterlife was your first band right personally Right, yeah, first band. So what? What's how did the band start? Was it started without you, or um, did you guys um, all kind of start it together? So I was in a band previously before, but I still counted as my first band because it's the same members for the most part. Got it. Okay. So myself and Andrew were in Luke. We're in a band called Every Passing Dream, and we were in that band for a couple years and did some mild touring. Uh, we toured with like I the Breather, Those Who Fear. Um, oh, we okay. did like a couple Warp Tour dates. Uh, so like we did a few things with that band, but we got to a point where it just it didn't feel like it was growing in any capacity. So we're like, all right, we should probably change the name of the band, try a different style of music. We just wanted to do something new. What and were you doing before? It was like the melodic like hardcore like if you were thinking like oh, okay. full dreams like that style got it um and it was fun we did a a full-length record and it was great and we had some cool features on it and stuff but it just i don't think it was moving in the pace that we wanted it to mm -hmm. and so what prompted the change to like and you guys kind of self-proclaimed like new metal band right we're not self-proclaimed that actually. okay so i thought i read something that you like where you guys had said it no, we uh, it was just something that kind of, I guess, based on the sound and the amount of like subgenres, just for any type of music, it's it just was coined by. I, I see. Know, I like, didn't really ever movie. really understand that. To me, like I, I, mean, I guess I I get why people said it, but that was going to be my question. Is like I think, I feel like you guys are heavier than that, and like, I don't know. I mean, I I, I do agree. Like when more like when a post hardcorey thing. I felt like. You know, I don't know about post hardcore, but I feel like it might the whole. I think the reason we didn't want to wear the new metal title was because it just had such a bad connotation. Not a bad; it just had a negative connotation to it, and we didn't want to be. You know, when people think of a new metal band, it's kind of just like written off as like dreads, rehashed. <laughs> Stuff from like the early two thousands, and like that's right. not what we were trying to do. Mm -hmm. And yes, dreads, trip pants, right? Fucking scatting, bike chain necklace. Yeah, it was just you know something that we didn't really want to do. We wanted to go out and try to create something you know fresh sounding, and but you know all the blogs and, and magazines that we ended up luckily doing interviews with, they were just like, oh, so you guys are a new metal band. And, at this point, we're just like, we're not going to fight it. We know we're not well, I mean, that. I think it honestly is working for you. I mean, I, I, whether or not you like it or not, I think it's like I, – I agree. Like when people hear new metal, 
it might have like a negative connotation, especially in like the the world where we come from, like the warp tour scene and all that stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, I, over the last few years, I feel like that term has become kind of like endearing, like yeah. <laughs> to a lot of people where Whoa. they're they're jonesing for that like nostalgia. But also, it's like you're a fresh take on that. Like if you were gonna be a new metal band, like if that's what new metal is moving forward, then I'm totally cool with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I've, what I've noticed a lot recently, which is it for me, I think, and for the band, I think is a great thing is that a lot more people, well, a lot more people, I guess in the scene have become so much more open to the idea of like octane. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember for a while people were like, Oh, like, you just, you know, just write a rock song, you knock. It's like, it's not actually that easy. No, it's not. <laughs> so I think now people are trying to, are more warmed up to the idea of like that whole world because we really broke into that world this year. And there's like the, the, the people who associate with that type of music and go to those types of shows and listen to that station are like some of the nicest people we've actually oh, met. Oh, dude, for sure. music. Yeah. I mean, you know, like our headliner that we did in the fall that was the octane tour like of the year we did the the first one back in february oh you did so that's how like we got into the octane world so uh, who else was on that uh it was a band called like a storm from new zealand Mm -hmm. and uh, a band called royal tusk they're like a canadian rock band yeah 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 they're really good so we did that tour and it was like the first first octane tour ever it was great. Like we got to meet with like Grant, Jose, mm-hmm. Kayla, like all the people involved with Octane. Mm-hmm. And it also allowed us to be on their airwaves for, you know, as long as that right. we were on. So Octane's great. You know, did you see any difference in your fan base and stuff from that? Absolutely. Yeah. We only, so, so we did a couple tours prior to last year. We did a tour with Ocean's Day Alaska and Dayseeker um, we also did a like Moss of Flames and Currents tour. Um, we did Pat's. Our very first tour as Afterlife was Affiance's farewell tour. Are you serious? Yeah. So that's how we met Pat. Did you know I had some involvement in that tour? I didn't. Yeah, I helped. I I, I I helped book some of that. I know there was a lot of shows and a lot of different bands in different places. Right. They wanted to cool. do different support in every market. I remember. Ooh, like we did. I think it was six shows. Uh, from here to California, and that's how we met Pat. And then the next tour we did was uh, like Muscle Flames headliner with Currents, and then we hopped on the. After that tour, we went right into another one with Kingdom of Giants, and mm, Pat was DMing right. that. Tour. Yep. Oh, what the like? So then we just dude, ended up that dude Pat. just loves touring. He loves it. He he absolutely used dude. This is this was an interesting form of Pat. I will say what this tour managing. Different. This is a different. Can I just can I just guess what it was like? (laughs) You can try. Okay, so I imagine there's 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 two sides to Pat that I think they're they're like polar opposites, and they're like extreme and like really positive in very different ways, right? Yeah. One is like just drunk out of his mind, Pat, right? Where (laughs) because the dude likes to drink and. He's like, he's responsible with it and everything, but he knows the right time to do it. Um, but that's when he will roll around on the 
bandwagon floor and throw Gatorades and goldfish at me while I'm trying to sleep, which I loved. That, that might have been that might have been the pat. Yeah. Well, actually, well, I'm trying to remember like there was the only responsibility he really had was to make sure the shows ran well. Right. But after that, he was just yeah. I remember <laughs> it was great. Go was, ahead. Tell me a pat good. tell me a good Patrick story. We stayed at this Airbnb in Nashville. It was us and the rest of the tour package. And this Airbnb, it was like a three-story Airbnb in Nashville. And it was just an absolute rager the entire time. Like mm -hmm. someone ended up putting like a shot glass in the garbage disposal and turning it on. And oh like, it was just like, it was just, I don't know. Pat was in prime mode at that time, I will say. Yeah, he, awesome. he has his moments. It's great. But the other side of Pat is that he's like on top of everything. He knows every detail that needs to be known and is a great like delegator and, and like just gets his shit done. Like I think That's he – That's I saw on the Ice Nine Kill store. Oh, you think so? I mean I <laughs> – there was, I mean, there was some nights we walk into the bar and it would be Elmo's birthday and then the shots would just start flying. So like, oh my God, but there was a lot of the I nights. I forgot that that was that tour. That, that, is that in Nashville? Do you remember we did Nashville, that? I mean, I know we did it in a bunch. There was, there was times when like every day there were times where we did it where you weren't there too. Like you weren't at the Texas roadhouse one, right? No, I was not. Yeah, he, they made him sit on the saddle, and they had they stopped the entire restaurant and sang to him. Dude, I used to work at Texas Roadhouse. So Did you have to do the dances? I I, I know oh, all the line dances. You're gonna have to just give me a, a 10 second video of that after this, so I can post it. Not a chance. Uh, that's be... I actually that's why I actually got fired because I I just ended up refusing to do Are the you line serious? dances. I was just like, dude, because it was. It was like – it was to the point where like you know some some nights in the restaurant, it would be really busy. People are waiting for their food obviously. Sometimes it takes a little longer. But this guy's over here is waiting for his food. He's absolutely visibly agitated and you're doing line dancing next to him. Like right. the guy does not want to see that. He wants right. his food. So like, yeah. I just felt more for the – I guess the – the customer who was tipping me. Yep, totally get that. <laughs> so yep. I'm just like, I'm not gonna die now. <laughs> so anyway, look, let's um, let's dive back into the band. So, um, what when you guys started, or when Afterlife formed, um, how long until you guys started just going? Um, we released an EP um, in the early. It was like early 2017. Um, we did a CD release show, first show ever for the band sold out. Wow, where was that? Um, it was at a, a venue called Respectable Street in West Palm Beach, Florida. Gotcha. Uh, it was it was a CD release show. We brought all of our friends' bands from the local area on it, and I think it ended up doing anywhere between like five and six hundred tickets. Wow, dude, that's it nuts. was good. It was really really good. Um, and that's when shortly after we did the Affiance tour and the rest of the tours that year. So you um, did a, a, a show, mm -hmm. uh, like a debut show, and then immediately went on tour with Defiance? Yeah. That's sick. It was cool. <laughs> it, it, we didn't expect the very first show to sell out. How were, who was your agent? At, uh, was it? Um, uh, we didn't have a booking agent. How did you time. get on that? Was it just through knowing? Well, um, we, 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 we know the promoter in the town. So we're like, all right, we want to do a CD release show. No, I mean, I mean the tour. Oh, the tour? Um, I think it was just like someone offered it to our manager at the time and 
and we were just like, well, yeah, let's do it. Like this that's, is the first tour. Let's, let's just go out and, and have some fun. Yeah. And that's then, a pretty good first tour to be another band's last tour. It was, it was, it was interesting because it was only six shows and it started in Florida and uh, yeah, it started in like Texas actually. And then it went all the way to California and then back. Mm-hmm. So routing wise, it didn't really make much sense, right. but we knew we had to cut our teeth early on. So, right. and then from that, we did Kinema Giants and Currents and then Oceans at Alaska. And then we're like, all right, well, I think it's time to do a full length album because the EP did really well. So let's start working on the album. And then that happened uh, early, early 2018. And then all of 2018 was like prepping the release. And we signed to a new record label at the time. Uh, we signed to Hopeless. Right. Uh, 2000, like the tail end of 2017, okay. they came out and saw the band. Um, our first show ever at Chain Reaction is when they came and saw the band. And Got it. Nice. They went from that point on. And Was it? Uh, was that your first time playing Chain? First time sold isn't out. It like, isn't it like... I don't know why it is because that venue itself is nothing special, but it's just there's like some was, history there, you know. I think it was just like the I I grew up, I guess, watching videos right. that changed reaction. I think that's it what was, it is. It's just so many things were filmed there. The parking lot is iconic. The sign is iconic. Yeah. Like, so Josh, have there. you heard of Have you heard of Chain Reaction? You haven't. No. No. Yeah, it's just this like it's in a, like a strip mall in Anaheim, and it's like this. What is it like a four hundred cap, four fifty? You would not even know it was there. Yeah, it's just like this dive. I think so. Everyone says it's smaller, but it's, but when you get a good show in there, it's like it yeah. is cracking. Just go watch the Barrier it, it Dead was, DVD. It so <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Yeah, I remember when we first played there in my old band. It was like. Our drummer was beside himself, being like, "Oh, we made it!" And I was like, "Made it where, dude? We're in a fucking strip mall parking lot. We fucking made it. We fucking made it. We're playing to forty people in Anaheim. We did it <laughs> all the way from home. Yep. No, it was it was cool. Like that venue, it felt, you know, it was it was like the the first. I think it was the first time like our manager saw the band. The label. Who saw was the your band. manager at the time? We were working um, just up until about recently, Jason uh, Majo. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So he he managed the band from the very beginning up until about recently, and he brought his like wife, his kids' first show. You know, it was just it was a very special moment, and you know the label signed us based off that show, so it was, it was very memorable. Yeah, uh, and you and was that? Would, did Tobin come down to you from Hopeless? Tobin moved there. Tobin was there. Um, Nicole was there. I believe Aaron was there. Great. And it was just cool because it was like, I don't know, it was just, it was like a very bittersweet thing. Like we were, you know, it just felt like it was moving in a good way. Which I mean, awesome. dude, I, I feel like your band has just continued. I, I, in the short time I've been following and known about you guys, yeah. like there's just constant buzz. Like that's what I was saying about the whole. Like whether you love it or not, the whole new metal label, I think it's like working because now more than ever, like I feel that the there is a a, a new metal resurgence for sure. Whether people like it or not, like it, it's you know you see it with bands like 
I think from ashes to new, like, yeah, they, they're a great example. They, they, they really do it well, whether yeah. it's, you know, the image or the sound or the live show. Like I just saw them recently with skillet mm-hmm. and it was like, great. I saw them at the Grove in Anaheim and it was like, great. And then you have bands like, uh, fire from the gods. Yeah. I don't, they're I'm another more great. Like the rock side, but but that's like the, it's the same like it, it wouldn't be out of place but even i even feel like i don't know like you hear all these you know warp tour metal bands now like that are having this you know harder edge of like that new metal like riffy heavy instead of yeah. like chuggy heavy parts you know like there's definitely the the all the good parts about new metal are making their way back into like underground heavy music, like the octane scene and stuff, which I think is really cool. I hope and it's, that some of the, what's that? Well, I, said, I hope some of the the bad because there's a lot of bad things with new metal. I hope some of that just stays. Yeah, <laughs> in like it wherever it died. I mean, but dude, I it will. Agree. There, there will inevitably be a band that tries to bring a lot of that back, and it will. I, I guess I have no idea. It could go great. I, I still don't really understand that uh seen that much you know because where i'm new to it too like ice nine has had tons of success with octane and we were doing those like last summer we did those rock festivals and it's just a different world man like families coming out to shows with like little kids and because they hear it on the radio and stuff and it's just a it's not something that uh i'm used to but it's definitely cool you know that yeah we have this one family um their their Instagram handle is Midwest Metal Family. I know exactly who you're talking about. Exactly they, who you're talking about. They have uh, a son, Jackson. Yep. He's, he's literally amazing. Yeah, I know that kid. I believe will have a future in music. Yeah, he's got the age. moves down, dude. How old is that kid? Nine, maybe, maybe, maybe even younger. I think like he's younger. Seven. Yeah, I think he's younger. I don't know his age, but. When we met him, it was in Springfield. I'm pretty sure it was on the Iceland Kills show in at the Riff in Springfield. I think you're right because he and was on the stage. The I whole think. family comes out. the The mom, the dad, the sibling, like the kid, they all come out and they're all just having a good time front row. And it's like they were on stage, at, right? Right? Yeah. Yes, I know exactly. I remember that exactly. Yeah. It's it's like people like that, like that I really am thankful for because we didn't see that prior to getting on like the rock stuff. Right. Like, you know, you go to like a, a metal metal show no one's going to bring their seven year old kid. I mean, if they do well, that, who knows place, now, I guess rare. like it's, it's interesting now to see there's like, you know, warp tour now, if it were still going, how, what year would it be at now? I don't even know. 25 or something, something like that. I remember the last one I went to and it, it didn't look very nice. I no, mean, at I least know. I it was definitely smaller. But the thing that's interesting about it to me is that, like, if Warp Tour is that old, right? That means that the people that were even going like 10, 15 years ago, those are the people that, when they were 15 years old going to Warp Tour, they now are having kids, right? Yeah. And they still, pro- they still listen to the used, you know, <laughs> like all those bands. And so there are now this new generation of, of kids that are being brought up on like metal and post hardcore and this like, you know, cause all that stuff was yeah. relatively new. It's, it kind of bloomed in the nineties and into the early two thousands. And then 
like gained steam and now it's a whole new new subgenre that people are growing up with i feel like i used to really really love post hardcore like back in the day there was a band called burden of a day oh They're yeah i remember them amazing singer had the best voice i do you know um, why i remember them dude this is the this is, I have the album actually on my iTunes, but I remember discovering them on MySpace before they really, you know, got I think they signed to Victory, right? I don't I don't remember for sure, but they signed to some label, but it was before that. And the only thing I remember was their MySpace profile picture was a gif of them like rolling around on stage and just throwing shit around and this and it looked like one of those like center stages where the crowd was just around them yeah and i was like where is this band are they playing in like a circus ring and like just doing stunts that's the only thing I, i don't even honestly remember exactly what they sound like it's just that it was great they were from like sarasota florida and they had a really good singer like the musicianship was great same thing with like oceana Yes, I remember uh, them too. Remember them. Like I grew up seeing that band play like every weekend because they would just play Florida. I think they were either from Florida or they I were think they were very often. Yeah. Um, of Machines was another great one. I was one. just going to say Of Machines. And their uh, singer Jason Spencer, Jason. Spencer went on to be in that band Macari, but is no longer in it. Do you know those guys? I grew up with Spencer in elementary school. Spencer Pearson. Yeah. He used to be the singer of Earth Emerge. Yes, that's right. Dude, that yeah. is, see, this is how it's a very small world. So I used to like we. My old band like took Macari out on their. I don't want. I don't know if it was their first tour, but it was early on. And then I was Macari's booking agent for a long time when Spencer joined the yeah. band. So like I, yeah, it's wild. Small world, yeah, we, you know. It was it. That dude has always been talented, even from like the beginning. Yeah. When. Like, I knew him. Like, we went to elementary school, and then he started. I don't know if he started, but he was in Versa Emerge with Blake Har- with Blake Har- Harnish or Car- something. He just went on to, like, become, like, he was, like, Paris's writer. That oh. band Paris. Blake Harnish or whatever. I don't, I don't think I remember his last name. And then Versa got Sierra, and, you know, they just blew up from that point. Right. It's, like, it's, it's definitely, damn, I have that was so crazy that you know Spencer. There's like I mean, I haven't mind. talked to him in a couple of years, but I don't I don't really know what he's up to now. But yeah, I remember being uh, hey, last time I heard it was that Macari band still. Right. And that band's doing well, band. but they have a they have a new singer now. That um Really? Oh. Yeah, he's in Andy Sizek. I think he's in that band Monuments too. Like the metal band Monuments? Yeah. That's sick. He's kinda that like a YouTube dude. He's very talented. Singer. Really? Yeah. But anyway, now we're just talking about other bands. <laughs> the past <laughs> so cool man well what's what's up next for afterlife what are you guys well, working on now uh well this entire year was looking pretty promising before um you know before corona we are going we're going back to europe and mm-hmm. you know we're really excited uh we planned on going to we've been work, now working on the new record the entire year um so we went into the studio uh, are you guys with working Zach- with drew Drew is the executive producer on the yeah, record. Yeah, that's right. I was just so, at his place the other day. He is a madman. Yeah, he's unbelievable. We um we started working on the record in March with Zach Jones. Oh, cool, nice. Uh, so we did three weeks in LA before we had to cut it off because of Corona. Like all the guys flew out here. 
but we were getting reports that like they're going to close down LAX because this was like when it was getting really bad. Mm -hmm. So everyone was like, we just got to call it like for our health and safety, we got to go. So everybody left. So we put a hold on it, which was a really bummer because I felt like we were really in the groove at that point. Right. Um, So then we started working like remotely. And then in May, I flew to Florida for two weeks, worked on a remainder of the songs and got some, and then, Got some really good ones with that. Drew, I, and Zach wrote a really cool song, which ended up is now, I think, one of the singles or projected singles. Nice. And still a little bit more to do, and I think we're going to finish that in September. So this whole year, we've just been trying to get the record done any way possible and make it the best possible. Sweet, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it. Did you guys have any, like, tour? Well, you said you were supposed to go back to Europe. Who Who is that tour with that fell apart? Um, I don't know if I... It was It was a weird situation. I don't know if I... Oh, it wasn't say. announced yet? Yeah, it wasn't okay, announced. Okay, Nothing was announced, though. So. Got it. But, I mean, it, we were So looking... no concrete, like, no one, no one had... There was nothing for uh, on sale or anything, and people didn't spend no. ticket money. Okay. Got Not it. Yet. Well, that's good. But it was, it was going to be cool. And, you know, Hopefully. I, we, we share an, we share an agent. So right. we, uh, uh, we had a phone call with him the other day. We're just like, man, what a year. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I know. It's like, what a year. I know. I mean, even for like, I don't think a lot of people realize this because obviously the, the faces of the music industry are the bands and the artists and stuff like that. But, you know, even those agencies, like they, their business is putting bands on tour right mm-hmm. and so if there's no demand for that it hurts those places too but they and i'll be talking about this soon i can't talk about it yet that agency is doing something very fucking cool right now to uh stay afloat and soon i'll be able to talk about it um but it's yeah dope. yeah it's very cool um they haven't had to like i really think slow down that much they're they're very innovative and fast thinking Just, I think that's what this this quarantine has really forced people and bands and companies to do is to think outside the box instead of just following, you know, the normal stuff that used to work. I think the whole industry is going to change like just the way it works. And it's just kind of forced everyone to rethink like our dude, because everything in the past 20 years with the music industry has been playing catch up with Mm -hmm. technology. You know, like we, the music industry was what they fought streaming so hard that didn't work. Now it's now artists. Yeah. Now artists get paid, not great money for it. Right. But like you look at like the, the rest of like streaming for the movie industry and shows and everything, they like, they embraced it, capitalized on it. And now it's this huge fucking thing, right? Like people can release these massive movies on Netflix instead of a theatrical release now. And it's generally cheaper to do a Netflix or an Amazon original. So Um, like, I hope that this pause in the music industry will force people to rethink a lot of that and how to take care of the listener and the artist and the companies that are working in the scene like better because it just seems like now it's a bunch of band-aids on shit what um billboard just did they removed the bundle option for first week sales so you can no longer sell a bundle with a digital option it's either one or the other it won't count as two so a lot of the artists like i know uh kenny chesney and drake 
it was a huge controversy between those two because Drake was leading number one um, with an album and Kenny Chesney was second. And this was recently. So he apparently made a fake tour, bundled ticket sales with CD sales, got number oh, one, that's canceled the tour. You know, like, so. Wow. And then the um, I know Ariana did some bundles. Nicki Minaj fought the bundle. Like, there is... And then just like now, it's just not. That's really anymore. interesting, huh? Well, I mean, that's good. That makes it a more even playing field. But that's what I'm saying yeah. is like, there's all these little like Easter egg and like band aid things that are just put on. Like, yeah. Nothing has changed as far as like metrics and uh, payment and stuff like that since a, for in a long time. But everything else has changed so much around it and it just yeah. hasn't been adapted to so yeah the the spotify payment i mean it's just i don't it's insanely I mean, low it's it's yeah. it's it's fractions of a cent per play i'm trying to think of like what what would be a like an appropriate per stream like i don't, See, even, I don't I even, even know it's it's hard to say because like even with that fractions of a cent if you are a massive artist you are making insane money well, yeah there's insane I, I was, money arguably maybe even more than you could have just selling cds before right because it's I mean, just one of, my, one of my favorite artists i was just on his spotify the other day nf and he has a song that's literally 800 million streams wow 800 million so if you think okay let's just say that the lowest you'll get is like 0. 0.0040 of a cent yeah i think it's 0.09. Okay. So let's just look at this. So it's uh, I'm, I'm doing the 0. Right 0. 0.09 times 800 million. Yeah, that'll... Uh, That's $72 million. Yeah, that'll do it, dude. <laughs> One song. Well, okay. Well, the there's thing. no way he walked away with $72 oh, million dollars from that. I must have that cool. wrong because people definitely do more than 800 million I think million there's streams. an extra... I think there's an extra zero before the nine. I think it's like maybe it lower. is. Yeah, maybe it is. But still, like yeah, I mean, that's you still have... crazy. I mean, I dude, I know people on like friends of mine on YouTube that you know they get ten million streams on a YouTube video, and that's their that's all they need to do for the year. Yeah, you know? I mean, you, that's that's I've seen a lot of the reaction type videos yeah, happening yeah. on YouTube, and that was really cool. But like, I mean, dude, there's this apartment hours. building apparently. I don't know where it is. Um, I heard this on NPR, I think. There's an apartment building in L.A. that the entire building is just filled with YouTube celebrities. They all live there, and all they do is just make content. And, like, basically – apparently it's, like, just everyone leaves their doors unlocked. You can just go in and out and film shit, and, like, it's just, like, this huge community of YouTube celebrities. It's really It sounds like the – I don't know if you're on like TikTok or anything, but like sometimes I, I do, I watch it to kill time because it's legitimately, I know there's it, some really innovative, creative stuff on I there and there's it. some really bad stuff, but there's like this thing called like the hype house where it's like all these young TikTokers, they own a mansion and they live in a mansion and they just create content that's, with each other. That must be so fun. There's a, there's, I just watched this one too. It's a bunch of the pro Fortnite players. Uh-huh. They own a mansion, and it's like Lamborghinis and Ferraris. And I'm just like, I mean, I love my apartment. I have a nice spot, but holy crap! Like, it's yeah, like I know. 
Could you like those dudes just play video games and make millions of dollars? I I told that to my mom the other day. I was like, dude, you know, remember when you were telling me that you could never make a living in video games? Well, there's video gamers that like Ninja or, you know, like all these people, they make hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Video games. You know, I I love those stories like that where you can kind of like, I remember this is a tangent. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is another tangent. And I, I, I recognize that this is like, it sounds shitty because it's like, oh yeah, I have a, I can, I have a phone and shit that can do all this stuff. But yeah. I remember my getting in an argument with my math teacher, where they were like, you have to show your work even if you use a calculator to show that you can do it. And I was like, why? What? What's the point of that? What, what is the, What is the difference if I get the result either way? And she was like, well, when are you ever going to be carrying around just a calculator in your pocket? And I'm like. Yeah. Fuck you, lady. <laughs> you know what's funny? I had a similar conversation the other day about this, about cursive. When yeah, I was in like fifth right? grade, my teacher was like, you will never succeed in life unless you know how to write in cursive. Mm-hmm. Literally, think about the last time you What about even like penmanship, dude? I, f- yeah. I got an F in penmanship and everything else was A's in fourth grade. Yeah. And I got in trouble. And, I, and, and now I'm like, when, I don't, who fucking cares about penmanship I my now? signature like – sign like if i was to sign like a check i guess i use it a lot more than i think when like yeah but that's a a signature that's different yeah but i don't even use my real name when i sign a signature it doesn't it's just symbols and shit you know (laughs) a couple ups and downs and a smiley face yeah it's actually funny i've been signing everything joe brown for a very long time and i don't think anyone's asked about it that's hilarious it's like i have the official there was one show um, on the Ice Line tour, it was in. Actually, I don't know what I think it was on the tour. There was like these scalpers outside trying to sign, like get people to sign, um, like uh, guitar uh, inlays and all this, like p- pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm gonna sign this, but knowing you're gonna go and like try to sell it, right. I was like, what if I just sign some like ridiculous name on it? Right, and just fuck. And that them. just made me think of the Joe Brown thing. Yeah, So look, dude, I um. I wanna. I don't want to keep you for too long, but we always end uh, every episode um, with a tour story. It okay. can be about anything you want, about whoever you want, um, and just like uncensored versions of shit, though. You know, like pretend. Don't pretend. Uh, this is like Substream asking you a question. This is just me on a camera. <laughs> okay. So. You know what I mean? They. I can't say there's a lot, but there, dude. There's there's some that I can think of already. I mean, you were the band. You iced us all on stage once. Did we? You don't remember that? I remember that what I was going to say was the the very last night of our tour where you came out and you ate spaghetti on I the stage. I did do that. I, someone already told that story, though, oh, so you can't. Right. Yeah. Uh, that Matt Madeiro yeah. told that story. Dude, that, that was hilarious, bro. That was like <laughs> literally the funniest thing I've ever seen. That, I, I um, so badly wish I could do it again. I, dude, I've been talking to like my friends' bands and stuff, and like if I ever have some downtime and like someone goes on a tour and they need a tech or a TM or – or whatever, I would do it only if I can do Joe Eats. That every night. Pasta, yeah, every, every night on the tour. Like, be billed on it. I want to be on the ad mat of the tour, you know, like, 
Yeah. That, that's what I wanted to like, be. It, like the font size, like you just make a, a, a the biggest the font biggest size font. ever. It's just like, yeah, he's he's here with us. Oh, yeah, man, I'm trying great. to think. But you iced um, us that same night. During the last song, you brought out a giant box like a that was wrapped in like wrapping paper, I think. Yeah. And then we opened it up and there was just a bunch of Smirnoff ices in there. I, 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 I think I remember that. I, I don't know. The icing thing, I've always like – I let Andrew do that. that it was definitely that. him because he, I he just, iced us so many times on that tour. I've been iced enough to know that it sucks. Dude, like it's just not – it's know. just not good. You know, we want to hear the worst story ever with getting iced. This, is, sure. this sucked. So I have like – you know my whole joke with like being from Boston and like yeah. I was always running around screaming Dunkin' Donuts just for no reason. Yeah. Um, and we were on the West Coast. Derek, our, our merch guy, found a Dunkin' Donuts and went and bought a bunch of shit. And this is before I was vegan, so I was eating all that stuff. And he got a box um, like that looked – supposed to look like a, a dozen donuts in it and put yeah. it in my bunk and like wrapped it in a, a Dunkin' Donuts bag. He's like, dude, I got you something. Like go look. Oh, and I went back and I grabbed it. I was like, I am so fucking – we had been on tour for like four months at the time. And I was yeah. like, this is fucking awesome. I'm going to eat like 10 donuts right now. And I opened it up and there was just two of the, like the giant Smirnoff ices in it. Oh my the, god. The big ones. The big, oh, I did it. I, and I, I, I respected him for doing it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah they, those things – and anytime I get ice, it's always a really, really warm – Oh disgusting yeah, disgusting orange warm. one. An orange one. They have like an orange sherbet. I don't know if I've ever had that. You don't want to. It's it's uh, terrible. I'm gonna. It have is to literally it disgusting. You know, next time I see you, I'm gonna have one. You, let me know. I'll, I'll, put I'll, it, I'll double up on it. Oh and no, you're gonna get iced by me, dude. Oh, I'm gonna get iced. Okay. Yeah, and I'm gonna put it in the microwave before. Oh my god! <laughs> just, like visualizing that just sounds awful. Um, damn it. I think like a lot of like really weird shit happened when we were in Europe. Do it. Let's hear it. Um, we Are were. They... Wait, wait. Let me. <laughs> Did anyone get peed on? <laughs> no one got peed on, but that's where we I'm have. That's like a story. running theme on this podcast. Is when I really? ask people for stories, they always have to do with pee. Uh. Well. Then yeah, that works. So I'm. So when we were over there, we had like this big like sprinter bus thing. Mm-hmm. So like I was laying, I, I had bottom bunks. I was like laying in the bunk and like, I had to wake up cause I had like, I just woke up in the middle of the night. Like we had like a TV in a PlayStation. Like people were up all the time on it. Yeah, yeah. And I like go to get out of the bunk and like I slip on something and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I look out of my bunk and there's a huge puddle in the, in the aisle. And I was like, what the fuck is this? So I get out like to get out more and I slip and like I fall in it <laughs> and I'm like, bro, what the fuck is this? And apparently like someone tried to pee in a bottle <laughs> and just ended up peeing too much and went all over the floor. And they didn't and the, clean it up. Butt. Who was it? Ah, uh, it was Luke. Really? He like, just like, we are, our, our I would not have guessed over. that. Our driver wouldn't pull over. He was just like, I have to, like, we have to drive. And we're just like, pull over, please. Baby. We have to use the bathroom. Because it was like a nice rig, but right. I didn't have an indoor bathroom. Uh-huh. 
And he was like, all right, fuck it. And like in Germany, you know how like the bottles are always like yeah, stupid. Like it's ridiculous size. So he like filled it up and then some. And I guess he pulled over to stop. And I think that's why I woke up and I got out and I slipped in piss. <laughs> there you go, Whoa. dude. There you go. Another Just keep story. a running tradition of pee stories. I love that. Like, we should actually make it mandatory that it's a pee story. It was just, man. That one's pretty good. We've had a lot of them. If you have, I still can't get over the capstan story. Like if you have like five minutes, go back and listen to the capstan episode and listen yeah. to their piece. I've only never heard of that band. They're I, great. I think they're from Florida. Too. They are, dude. They're they're really cool. I'm actually um, I have a writing session with them in an hour. So oh, we're cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, dude, thank you for coming on. Um, of course. Do you have anything that you want to um, promote or shout out before we wrap up? Um, I think for anyone listening, I know there's been a lot of people asking if we have like a new song or music coming out. So uh, I guess like a little treat is like we're working on releasing all like the first song from the record. So Sweet. I think that'll be coming out in a couple weeks, two months. So Sick, that's something to look forward to people if they listen. Awesome. Well, dude, please make sure you message me if you find your way. Yeah up here and i will, I will uh i will do the same if i go down to your area well long beach you're it's not, hard, park, it's not right? far it's like a half an hour yeah it's like i think 20 miles or something yeah but i hate but, driving uh, so uber <laughs> yeah i mean right I'm now i'm not getting like, a fucking uber right now dude maybe i'm crazy right? but i'm not doing that no i don't <laughs> think you're crazy at all like yeah. i think the i think the the fear regarding this coronavirus is like really it's like legitimate right but yeah, I wouldn't get an Uber. Yeah, Florida. Like I was just talking to a buddy from Florida, and he's like, "Dude, we have fifteen thousand cases a day." No, man. Well, did you see yesterday? In was LA, here it was like it was eleven thousand. Like, in LA, it was like really bad. Just in our county, like I think in Cal- it's, California it's, broke the record, but the majority of it was just in LA. In LA it's, county, it's upsetting because the longer it happens, the further touring will be. Mm-hmm. Yep. further anything will be to be honest like, well i mean but the thing is like we're probably one of the last things to come back like for sure i think even i mean even fully attended sporting events will come back before this i mean they've know? already kind i know you're a sports fan too right i am yeah so like they're kind of coming back but i feel like no attendance really... though there's no there's no people watching hey at this point like Oh, if dude! Don't football, get me wrong. If I am football, so, bro, I would, dude. I'm pumped I would watch about it. Empty stadiums. For me sure. too. I'm actually excited because I'm going to be able to hear the trash talk. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's. I mean, it's also cool because, like, I have a friend. I don't want to stay on here too long. If no, if it's cool. It's like a time thing, but I have a friend who they do like DraftKings and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But they bought stocks in, in DraftKings and just keeps climbing and climbing because oh. people are just like yeah, people online betting with it, but. It jones and for but i'm very excited about hockey coming back i did see like the patriots because i'm a patriots fan i know everyone's gonna fucking hate that but um they see this thing with the patriots is i think everyone hates tom brady or well pre-buccaneers true so they didn't I don't are think you they a bucks fan uh, i mean i think i'm by default i'm from florida i'm a default dolphins fan okay. i'm a default jaguars fan and jaguars are a good team yeah i'm sorry no, not jaguars panthers you're a Panthers Wait, fan. The hockey team, the Panthers. Got it, Florida. Yeah. Well, Jaguars is the football team, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Jacksonville. I, so I think I got I sometimes get them both mixed up, but the Panthers are actually really good. Yeah, dude. The Jacksonville they, Jaguars are like 
they're like an R eighteen. But yeah, by they're default, okay. They I were good. Like they used to be Florida sick. Fan across right. Buccaneers, they're just they're about as bad as the Dolphins, to be honest. Well, I we'll see I, next I year, right? Now. Like now with Gronk too. With both, I think with Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers, it that dude's just a a machine. Well, I mean, it'd be interesting to see, right? Because the whole thing in history has been Belichick and Brady, right? Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm very, I would love to see him do well down there. I think it would be great. I think the Super Bowl was just getting boring. Like every I agree, year, dude. As won, a you Patriots know they were going to win. Yeah, as a Patriots fan, and I've been saying this for the past couple of years. I was like, and and I know this annoys people when I say it, but it sucks like feeling like your season was a total complete failure if you didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, like cuz it's expected that you do every year. And that's why like I don't know I I did get like almost desensitized to that. I know? wonder what they paid him cuz he didn't go there for cheap. Yeah. I mean yeah. there was just I think it was with Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes. Mm, mm-hmm. He just got like a it was like 530 million dollar contract He's or something. The future man. Yeah. I love that we're just Dude, this just man. turned into a sports podcast. <laughs> Dude, I mean, do you follow Barstool Sports at all? Yeah, so Spit and Chicklets is like a, my favorite fucking podcast. So the but, um the Presidente the guy, Barstool yeah, Presidente. The, pizza, the pizza review, dude. Oh yeah. I've been loving that. What does shit he say? Like, he says uh, uh one slice, one bite, that's the rules. Yeah, uh, everyone knows the rules, one one bite, right? <laughs> Dude, he he his that you know is he's from crazy. um Swampscott, Mass, which is where Spencer went to high school. I think he went to high school with Spencer. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, dude, he, that dude gets a lot of flack because he is like the well, ultimate he, troll. You know, he just got in trouble really bad for some like really, really racist. I didn't comments. see anything. Yeah, dude. He's like a he's definitely an outspoken, like polarizing figure. Like I don't know much about him personally, and I don't know like if I, I just know like him, pizza. but yeah, like the the content stuff is pretty funny, and um, there's there's a couple great podcasts on that network too. So I saw where like his wife, he's married. Left him. He was. Oh, I was gonna say, I think he just self released a sex tape. Oh my! I could God. be wrong about imagine? that. I could be wrong yeah, about it, but sex I, tape up on TuneCore. I, I I could be wrong. But people were saying, like on on some of the other podcasts that I listened to, that people were saying that he looks way too good in it for for it to be like, um, just well, like he talks about. A, he's like my flabby body. I gotta get a tan. Like every, I just because like I'll just go through all the videos of him reviewing pizza, hoping that he gives a pizza a ten. Yeah, he yeah, never does. Never does. Yeah. What a weird thing to hope for. This dude rating pizza and they give him a dude, 10. But that's the genius behind content like that. You know, it's just that it's probably intentional. He's Someone's just going to listen to this and be like, man, this guy really loves his pizza reviews. Yeah. And now people are going to be very confused about what we're talking about now. Um, let's wrap it up. Um, but dude, let's hang out soon. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on. And I will, I will talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, dude. Take care. See you later, man. Of course. See ya. How do I exit out of here? I have no idea. I'm leaving that in. That's great. <laughs> Goodbye. Right, yeah. Okay. It started late that night. Punch after punch. 
wish I was running for my life I was 14 in a daydream Woke up in reality, it's all too real for me She's on the floor, he's on the phone Can't help but feel that I broke this home But I like to think there's a light at the end Yet I never really know when I'll see you again The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. I do like this Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.